Okay, good morning everyone. Good morning. And a uh, freilchen, what they call Shushan Purim. Purim de Mukofin, it's a Talmudic term for what today is. Tezvav Adar. And it's a true schus and pleasure to be able to get together and have Der Hashem. On this beautiful Friday morning, Purim de Mukofin, Shushan Purim. It's nice, misty, a little foggy at beautiful, beautiful uh, weather conditions and coming off of a beautiful Purim. And the island had a good Purim last night, right? And so for our brethren in Yerushalayim, they're mamish getting smashed right now as we speak. Well, getting smashed. And uh, what could be more auspicious time than now to go weiter der Hashem to come to some very interesting, critical passages over here as the Ramchal rounds out his discussion on Jew, Jews and Gentiles, Yidin and Gaim, Ben Yisrael La'amim. We saw where Yidin come from. We saw where Gaim come from. We saw how Goyim had not just one chance, they had two chances even to become part of Klaiso by the Migdal Bavel and again by Harsinai. And that's when they ended their abilities as a nation to become part of Klaiso. But they still have, individuals have the ability um, to become part of Klaiso as Geirim. We saw how Geirim works. And <clears throat> we saw all that. Now, in rounding all that out, the Ramchal is going to talk about, okay, so Lamaisa, Tachlis, when everything comes down to it, you know, when all is said and done, now that we see that what, what's the basic way of setting up the differentiation between Jews and Gentiles is Yidin are Shaykh, we are Shaykh, we are connected to and eligible to pre-Chet Adam Rishon, we can rectify the Chet of Adam Rishon, that's what allows us to have Tveikas with Hashem in this world, that's what allows us to be in Adam Haba in the next world, Goyim, the 70 nations of the world are connected only to Adam Rishon post-Chet. After his Chet, they can't get back to pre-Chet. They can't rectify the Chet. They can't perfect it. They can't return there. They're locked into man in a state of disgrace and his downfall. That's what Goyim are. So when all is said and done, the question remains is, so what's the role, what's the job, and what's the um, kind of uh, understanding behind the role of Gaim in this world. Now that everything is said and done, so we, we know how they function differently, and we know how their, their makeup and their build is different in terms of, you know, what sort of species we are, and, and we are spiritually two different species. So what is the role and the function of Gaim in this world? So that's what the Ramchal is going to discuss next. So we are here in Chelek Beis, Perik Dalit, Simen Vav, Beis Dalit Vav. V'ulam. Loi ha'isa ha'gezeir lahavit is a'umas after, you know, Hashem gave them not just one chance, but again the second chance by our Sinai, the Zarach may say, also may revise Kaidesh. As we said, HaKadosh Baruch by our Sinai went around to all the Umais, giving them one more chance, you know, I'm going to give you another chance, you can still be hidden, you can still be Shaykh to make a Tikkun on the Chet. And they still said no. So one would have thought that Hashem will say now, okay, so uh, if, 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 if that's where you're holding, so why do we need you? There's no point in you being here anymore. But the Rebbe didn't do that. He could have. Just destroyed them. Could have said, well, you're not going to be Makabal the Torah. I.e., you're not going to have the interest in being Shaykh to pre-Chet, making a Tikkun on the Chet. So who needs you? Who needs you? The world doesn't need you. I don't need you. The cosmos doesn't need you. There's a Havamina that they should be destroyed. There's a Havamina that they should be purged from this world. And you know, understanding the Havamina is Chashiv. It's very important to understand the Havamina because... It's a valid having that the Ramchal is entertaining. The, the validity of this having is coming from the fact that, you know, what are they contributing anymore to the world order? What do they have to do with 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 uh, Hashem's plan for the cosmos? So that's why the Ramchal says Hashem's 
did not decide to destroy them entirely, even because there would have been a half a minute Hashem should have. So yet, rather than what? What did, what does happen with Goyim? What does happen with Goyim now? The decree of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is for the Goyim to remain in the lowered, compromised state that we've mentioned many times already. They are they remain locked into the state of existence that man never should have entered. A lowered existence, our current existence, with, with thick fat bodies and 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 and, and, and connections to Gashmis an existence where we're mostly body and we have to hack through the the thickets of our body. We have to we have to slash and hack through these the, the, the physicalities, our physical encasements to get to any t- spark of spirituality. That existence where the, 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 the neshama is eclipsed, is dwarfed, is suppressed by the, by the guf. So that, the type of existence that Adam Rishon with his chait uh, brought into the world. Hashem, rather than destroying the gaim, said, okay, the gaim will remain in man. Ex post facto existence in his lowered state of existence post chait post chait that's what that was the decree of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and again the Ramchal is saying could be that you know wouldn't it, wouldn't have shocked us if Hashem would have said okay that we they don't need the guy anymore let's just destroy the guy Hashem didn't say that Hashem said we'll allow the guy to remain here but in the post chait existence in the lowered state of existence in the you know the physical state of existence without any ability to get out of that why Taka did Hashem make that decision. So let's read a few more lines. We'll get back to that question. But the Ramchal is first going to tell us that now that mankind is still around, uh, rather, rather Goyim, now that we have 70 nations and the 70 nations are still with us, so what's the purpose, the functioning, the role, how do we look, what's the attitude towards Goyim? See, here's one of the most uh, fundamental sections in the Sefer here in understanding our relationship with Goyim, understanding Akash Baruch's relationship with Goyim, and understanding, you know, the role of Goyim. Here we have it. Let's see right now. L'chvayd... <clears throat> Purim de Mukafin, the great battle between Klai Yisrael and, and the guy who tried defeating us, Amalek. So, so what's the role of, of these guys? Rabbim me'ameh hards, mesyahadim, kinofal pachad Mordechai aleihem. What's the perspective on all these guys? Va'amnam, kivin she'im bohem, yesh rather, she'esh bohem bechino anushius, lamaisa, after everything is said and done. The guy that is still around in existence, which is, you know, the vast majority of the world's population, still have an aspect of anusius, humanity. They're still human beings. They have humanity to them. And by that, the Ramchal means they have an existence which still has an aspect of that supreme existence that Hashem wants here in the world. Hashem created everything in the world to be subservient to mankind to facilitate mankind's journey, and to be able to be subjugated to mankind. Mankind was created to be the supreme existence. Mankind was created to be at the top of the world pecking order, in the, in the, in the world, that pecking order, but to be at the top of the hierarchy of all items and, 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 and concepts in existence. That's what man is here for, to be supreme. To bring Hashem out into the world. But humanity was created... To, to have the supremacy and um, and uh, and and um, the 
stature to tower above everything else. Goyim still have an aspect of that. That's the first Nakud of the Ramchal speaking out over here. They have a Bechin of Anushias. Goyim do have an aspect of that supremacy, of the being, you know, mankind who are above Behema, Achaya, above Tzaymeach, above, uh, I, I wouldn't even, don't, don't, don't uh, switch it on, because that way you may be tempted to take that one, and it's only going to be a half a recording. They, they don't have any um, aspect of Tzaymeach, I'm sorry, they're above Chaya, above Tzaymeach, above Doimim, so the guy still have that also. Even though it's in the lowered state of existence. In other words, Ramachal is, first of all, making a very, very hush of a point. That the lowest example of humanity is still supreme to everything else in existence. The lowest state of humanity, i.e., a, 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 a guy who's a much lower state of, 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 of a human being than, than a yid because of items that we saw and items that we're about to see, still is valued by HaKadosh Baruch Hu as being above everything else in creation, above the animals, above the flora, above daimim, above everything. Any example, any aspect, any specimen of humanity is still above that. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu still values and treasures that. Hashem still sees a value in the fact that a guy is min anushi and he's above everything else. So that's the first point we have with Gaim. They have a Bechina Nushis, even though it's a lower state of existence. Even the post-Chait state of Adam Rishon is still, still seen by the Rebbe mm-hmm. as having a value in that it's above everything else and there's a hierarchy, there's a structure over here. V'hainu, being that even in post-Chait Adam, we're still left behind though with man with an aspect of supremacy, man with an aspect of what Hashem wants to see brought out here in the world, even though it's very lowered. So Yibayin also wants to see that remain and wants to give that aspect of man an aspect, an aspect of the ultimate existence of man. So the aspect of, 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 of the ideal man, which is Goyim, Hashem still values and that aspect of ideal man, Akash Baruch wants to give an aspect of the ideal, and that aspect of the ideal is an aspect of the neshama, of the neshama that we have. So, putting the whole thing together, mathematically, Gaim still have an aspect of the physical existence, which is um, a slice of the ideal, of the ideal physical existence of humanity, and so that belongs. The Rebbeinu says this still fulfills. You know, to a certain degree, an aspect of my plan for humanity. So I'm going to give this aspect another aspect, an aspect of a spiritual existence. So that means Goyim do have epis and neshama. Let's see that now. Every guy has a spiritual spark. He has some kind of a neshama. And here we have final, clear statements from the Ramchal to answer this question. People struggle with guy has a neshama, doesn't have a neshama. Some Chavad guy has a neshama. Not the full neshama that a yid has, but an aspect of that neshama, because since he's an aspect of still man in, in somewhat of an ideal state, i.e. in the fact that he's at least above chaya, zaymech and doimim, he's above all forces down here, all aspects of creation down here. And I value that, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because, you know, reduva arts v'kivshua, that's why Hashem tells Adam in, in, in Gan Eden, I created you to be in charge of the whole world, I created you to run the world. 
the kivshua, rudu ba'arz the kivshua, I created you to have all creations subserving to you. Gaim still have that also. And therefore, Gaim get a me'ein, a dogma, a piece of the ideal nisham, of the ultimate nisham, of the full nisham of, of a yid. Even though, certainly, this neshama that a guy has is not the full neshama of a yid, it's still something, because there's something that Hashem is still interested in. But that something, the Ramchal is very clear, is is much, 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 much less, and, and, and much more distant and vastly separated from the neshama that a yid has. It's, it's, it's spiritual. He has that as a spark. There's a spiritual existence at the core of every guy. But, says the Ramchal, don't confuse it with the neshama of a yid. It's very, very different. What the Ramchal means when he says shvela harbe, he doesn't just mean it's smaller, it's dimmer, it's not as bright. He means qualitatively, eichus-wise, qualitatively, the neshama of, of a yid is very different than the neshama of a yid, qualitatively. It's qualitatively a different neshama. He does have epis neshama, qualitatively it's different though. But let's explain it. What does that mean that qualitatively it's a different neshama? He means that um, neshama of a yid is a neshama which is wired, connected, and established in a very centralized way to the entire cosmos. The neshama of a yid is a neshama that <clears throat> the wiring, every neshama can be thought of as wiring, sort of, so to speak. Our neshamas are the um, upper parts of our existence which come down into our roish, the neshama is really the upper part of us. It's not. It's more than just wiring. It's um, roots, roots that go up, right? You grow the opposite of trees. Trees have roots of below. Grow up, we have really roots that go up. But a root is part of who you are. Trees have vast root networks underground, as we remember from uh, our college years when we studied, when we had trees, tree classes. So a lot of times there's trees that you see much more of the trees you don't see underground than you see above ground. And these roots can go... Marmabasha tells us some roots can go to 50 amas, 25 amas, 50 amas, right? There's vast, vast root networks underground. There's t- a lot of the trees that you don't see. So we have roots also, and neshama is the roots, the spiritual part that goes up instead of going down, because our roots come from above. And, and this is really part of us. We, just, we don't see it, but it's a real, real part of us. And the difference between the Yiddish neshama and the Gaish neshama, the neshama is our roots, our roots. You know, uh, anyone ever seen what a tooth really looks like when you extract a tooth? It, 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 it's very scary. Those roots, they're huge. They're huge. You know, you see a little part of the tooth. The tooth has these roots that go way, 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 way down. Like, where did that thing come from? Where is that? Is this in my mouth? Things in my mouth? It's, it, it, you know, you don't see it. You see the little tooth, little bit of the tooth poking above the surface. And the shambas are the same exact thing. We, we, we see all of us here. Each and every one of us, if we could see ruchnis, we could see spirituality, we would see those those roots going all the way up. Now, when you have Gaim and Yidin sitting around the table, the roots go to different places, 
and they have different heights and they have different um, abilities. A root is what gives me energy. A root is what gives me life. A root, a root connects me to somewhere. And this, the root action of a neshama actually does two things. It not only gives me life and energy as any root does. When the tooth, when this problem has to with the roots of a tooth, the tooth begins to wither and die. Um, the, everything gets its energy, power, and life from the roots. So we get energy, life, and power from the roots. <clears throat> a. And B. And, and as does the guy as well. The guy also gets energy, power, and life from his roots. On a spiritual level. But there's two differences between our roots and their roots. One difference is, where are those roots connected to? Our roots, the roots of Aaron and Shama, go all the way up to Hashem's throne itself. So our life, our power, and energy is coming from Hashem's throne itself. Whereas the roots of a guy don't go there. He has a spiritual root, which is giving him a higher existence than, an, than a cow. They're going to some spiritual place, but they don't go all the way up to the Kisiyah Coven. His roots go to a, a special, a special, a, 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 a um, specialized spiritual existence that Hashem created to be the spiritual root for Gaim. They don't go all the way up to the Kisiyah Coven. They go to a lower place, his roots. That's where his spiritual spark is coming from. And the second difference is, our roots are bi-directional. And it is where we don't, it's not exactly the same I concept as the roots of a tree or the roots of a tooth, the roots of a tooth only draw. They don't propel. They don't they don't um, send. They don't give back. The roots of a tree draw, they don't send. They don't give back, they don't expel. The roots of the Nishama work both ways. We draw energy and life from the roots of our Nishama that go all the way up to the Isaac oven, and we send back also. It's two ways. We draw and we, we, and we send. We, we, we pull down and we send back up. And this gets, harks back to things that we had in the Chelek Aleph. The mitzvahs that we do send power and energy up to the highest levels of the, of, 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 of the, the cosmos and it comes back down again. And the from the Avers that we do also can go up there and create damage up there. A guy is only one direction. He, gets a spirit, he has a spiritual spark which gets a spiritual uh, energy from his neshama. But it only goes one day, only only goes down, he, t- he can't send anything back up. So those are the two basic differences between the Nisham of Eid and the Nisham of Agai. With how many directions it works and to what is it connected. So, <clears throat> you know, you have your tree. A tree has its roots just on the top soil. It gets a certain amount of nutrients. It's not going to get so much. It's going to get a limited amount of nutrients. Agai, I'm sorry, it's a tree that's roots go all the way down, 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 can tap into unlimited potential, unlimited power, unlimited life. So that's one difference. The other difference is between the Nisham of and Gai. What are we accessing? What are we connected to? What are we representing down here? What are we a part of even when we're down here? And the second half of that is what can we send? To, can we send things back up? But the Gaim still have in Nishama, which is Me'ain, similar. It's interesting. The Ramchal said two things. He said it's Shvela Harbe. The Nisham of Gai is very distant than the Nisham of Yid, but it's still similar. So on what level is it similar if it's so, if it's vastly qualitatively different? So speak out something amazing. It's similar. It's not saying Balabatsh is similar that they also have a spiritual connection that's connected spiritually because they have spiritual roots. That's Balabatsh. He's saying more than that. He's saying that the connections of the Neshama are, start off the same way. Our Neshamas are complicated because our bodies are complicated because our existences are complicated. We know that we have 613 different 
physical aspects. We, when we make a mishaberach for choylem, rachman al-islan, we talk about the ramachay varim, the shasagidim, 248 limbs, 365 sinews, whatever that means. Right? The mishnais give us a breakdown of what that means. But we have 613 different physical components, and those physical components have a spiritual corresponding component that gives the physical components life through the spirituality. So our neshamas have 613 components also. And those are lined up with 613 mitzvahs, which is lined up with 613 aspects of HaKash Baruch Gaim also have 613 physical components, because they also have the Ramach Evarim Zagidim. Their lowered, lowered spiritual existence also has 613 components. So that's what the Ramchal means when he says, it's Me'ain the Neshama of a Yid, is their Neshama also has 613 components. Everybody chap? It's just not connected to the same place. But every aspect of their physicality has a, a, a spiritual component behind it as well. And that leads us to the next idea. Look, here's something that's going to put a lot of things in very clear and sharp perspective from the Ramchal, sharing these ideas with us. Let's see. Since they have a spiritual component, we give them mitzvahs also. Go and get mitzvahs. Go and get mitzvahs. 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 Says the Ramchal, yeah, all goes hand in hand. If they have a spiritual component, and they have a chilek ruchni, which is keeping their chilek gashmi alive, they have 613 spiritual commands from their lowered neshama, which are connected to the 613 physical aspects, we can give them mitzvahs now also. We can give them mitzvahs. Muchach, klon the Ramchal, that you can only give someone mitzvahs, anyone mitzvahs, they have to have some kind of a neshama. Now, what is the mitzvahs that he's referring to? What mitzvahs does a guy have? The Sheva Mrs. B'nai Noach. So that's where he's going. He's going to the seven Noahide laws. Seven Noahide laws that the Noahides have. But the Ramchal is saying an unbelievable idea. You can only give someone mitzvahs, even if it's only seven mitzvahs, if they have some kind of a neshama. It's only shaykh to give guy mitzvahs because they have some degree of a neshama. Yiknu behem, la mitzvahs. Now we can give them mitzvahs. Yiknu behem hatzlocha. Now, what's the point of mitzvahs? Here's the Rebbe is going to share with us one more idea, and and this is also there's a lot of confusion in this area. What's the point of the Noahide laws? What's the point of of keeping the mitzvahs b'nei noach? And let's see the Ramchal's take. The Ramchal in his inimitable, clear, succinct style is going to tell us the point of the Shevet mitzvahs b'nei noach. What is that point? Says the Ramchal. Yiknu behem hatzlocha gufius v'nafshius. Through fulfilling and performing the mitzvahs, they get rewarded by the Rebbeinu Shalalem through success in the Gufni and Nafshi. Gufni and Nafshi, HaKadosh Baruch rewards them for doing those mitzvahs with success in this world. Gufni and Nafshi. What is Gufni and Nafshi? Nafshi means the world to come. Physical and spiritual. Pinchas Yankov is exactly correct. He doesn't mean... Gufni and Nafshi means Gufni means mamish physical, Nafshi means emotional. Mo- emotional. We've seen that already in the and previously the Ramchal used the word Nefesh to, to refer to emotional, psychological kind of uh, uh, welfare and and functioning. But here's the same. Note he uses the word Nafshi, not he was talking about neshamas, and he switches from neshama to nefesh. Ramchal is referring to the quality of life of a guy down here. The Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach are given to Gaim for the Gaim to receive from HaKadosh Baruch Hu a good quality of life. Quality of life down here in this world. Not in the world to come. Not in the world to come. So a few things. First of all, 
Ramchal is telling us that the aside of the Shevaz Nisvanei Noyach is something, or any mitzvah in general can only be given to people that have a neshama. A guy has a neshama, albeit a lowered, compromised one, but he still has a neshama. He has a spark of ruchnis, therefore he can get mitzvahs. And if he can get mitzvahs, these mitzvahs will be a way of HaKadosh Baruch giving him reward. No neshama, no mitzvahs, no relationship with the Rebbein Shalalim. And the whole thing goes together. The idea of Hashem giving him schar for keeping those mitzvahs because he can get the mitzvahs because he has a neshama means, if you have a neshama, it means Hashem has some degree of a personal interest in you, some degree of a connection with you because that's what Ruchnius is. Ruchnius is coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Geshef, Hashem's system above this world. A behema, said differently, a behema, an animal, a chaya, doesn't have any mitzvahs. Cows can't have mitzvahs. Dogs can't have mitzvahs. Cats can't have mitzvahs because there's something that exists only here in this world. There's no spark of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in them. There's no Nefesh Eloki. There's no spark of spirituality, which means that there were just items and, 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 and objects that were created to function down here and to be subservient to people that have a higher existence. If I only have a lower existence, if, if, a, a behema, a chayah, that only has an neshama down here, not, rather an existence down here, there's, that means there's no spark of spirituality, there's no spark of, of the Ebishter, HaKadosh Baruch there, there's no spark of the Ebishter, there's no room for giving it mitzvahs. Even forget, forget about the fact that the animals don't have any intelligence. It's not shy for an animal to get mitzvahs because mitzvahs means Hashem is interested in, in, in this item specifically and has instructions for this item specifically. A guy has a me'ena, a dogma of the neshama of, 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 uh, of a yid. So there is, on some level, a, a spark of spirituality there. It means on some level there's an aspect of an interest, from, of a spiritual godly interest in that, that guy. So now we can give the mitzvahs. And if we can give the mitzvahs, Hashem says, you're doing my mitzvahs, I will give you some kind of reward. And that reward is a good life over here. Will that reward result in Eilam Haba? No, because Eilam Haba requires a neshama that goes all the way up to the top. Eilam Haba requires an interest not just in your welfare over here, but an interest in your actions and your effects on the highest, highest madrego, which requires the neshama of a yid, and that results in reward that gets you into Eilam Haba. So the whole system is very elegant, clicks together very, very nicely. So this musik of, we tell Gaim, keep the seven and go to heaven, so the Ramchal doesn't hold that way. There's something that's said over, right? Keep the seven, go to heaven, we'll educate the Goyim about mitzvahs b'nei neich. The Ramchal doesn't go with that mahalach. The Ramchal is, is understanding and educating and enlightening us in his elucidation over here of the matter. It's keep the seven and um, have a great life. Keep the seven and be in heaven. Yeah. Okay. All right. All these might may, may we may have to do with these because I haven't come up with anything better in the last few seconds. But uh, but but the, 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 that, that concept to keep the seven and go to heaven, the Ramchal says it's not it's not true. It's not true. This Meshemitz and are not about Elam Habo or about having a good quality of life in this world. And and that's even that is only because Hashem gave them enough spirituality to be interested in them. Kefi Masharoy lebichinosam. So that means that a guy can't get into Eilam Haba, that the guy has no place in Eilam Haba, that's what it sounds like so far. And the truth is, the next, the very next sim, the Ramchal is going to get back to that. Um, probably not going to have, we may or may not have time to see that today. But let's continue here for the meantime. Isn't there a stickle steer if they have Yehanim, but they don't have Eilam Haba? Could be, it's a good question. It's a good question. So Eilam wants to know. 
um, can we can we have it both ways? Can we not give them Olam Haba but also punish them? And Gehenim, it actually has to do with trying to figure out what it means for a guy to go to Gehenim. Can he go to Gehenim? I'm sorry, to Gan Eden. If we understand maybe how that would work in going to Gan Eden, we would understand how there could be an opposite. But it's, it's kind of all the same shmuz, the same discussion. But I'll call upon him. Good, this is Mrs. B'nai Nayach. Are there to give a guy a good quality of life in this world, in this world. And even that comes from the fact that there's some kind of connection there. From the beginning of creation, things were set into motion that they could turn out this way if Adam would sin. As everything was created, conditionally, if a man goes this way, he'll receive this. If man sinks and falls, he'll, he'll go that way. This is the Ramchal's treatment discussion of the Shevans Mrs. B'nai Noyach, what they do and what they are all about. They have Epis Neshama, but it's only an aspect of the Neshama of Klai Yisrael, and, and no more than that. And that being said, we can mention again, we've come full circle to an idea that we shared a, a long time ago, but now we understand it much better. Excuse me. So we want to know, do Gaim have a Tzalem Elohim? There's also a big discussion. Hashem created a man in his image. Right? Genesis, Hashem created a man in his image. Tzalem Elohim. Do Gaim have a Tzalem Elohim? So we finish this paragraph not really being 100% sure. You know, he said they have an, Ramchal said they have an aspect of, of Yidin. They even have an Ashama, which is an aspect of Bechidoma, a lowered kind of aspect of the Neshama of Yid. But So how much do you need of that to be called that you have a Tzalem Elohim? Wouldn't it be easier to say that the Gaian don't have a Jewish soul? They don't have a Jewish soul, that's true. For sure true, they have a Gaisha soul. But I mean, that would be the big difference. Uh, so Sir Arthur is maybe arguing that this is semantics. Arthur is arguing that the question of having a Tzalmolkim may be semantics. Forget about these words, Tzalmolkim. Just say it like it is. They don't have a Jewish soul, they have a Gaisha soul. That's true. That is true. Um, I, I guess the question more is the other way around. What, 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 how do we understand the semantics? When we talk about that term, Tzalmolkim, what, what does that mean? So the answer is like this. If we look in Genesis, it actually says two things. Nas Adam b'tzameinu kedemuseinu. Ba'ivro alikim as Adam b'tzamei kedemusei. Tzamei kedemusei. Tzalem alikim, there's also demus alikim. Goyim have one and not the other. Tzalem alikim, the image of God, that's what a Jew has. Image of God means my 613 of my physicality is completely in line with the 613 of my spirituality, which has roots that go up to the 613 of God himself. That's God's image. That's the Tzalem alikim. Tzalem is a lushen of Tzel. It's a lushen of... I, I'm in that projection. I'm connected all the way up to that projection. Demus means a likeliness. A simulacrum. Something that re- is representative of, of God. Not fully connected. Not fully wired. But it looks the same way. The Gaim have a Demus alikim. They don't have the form of God. They have the image of God. And that's because they have a spiritual, a physical existence which has a spiritual existence, which has a me'ena, a, a spark of that, but it doesn't have roots that go all the way to the Kisei HaKoven. It doesn't go all the way to the 613 of God himself. It is a removed, distant existence from that, but since it parallels it, it has something that looks similar, that's called the Demus Elohim. So they do have that, and even and, and even that's something that only Gaim have nothing below Gaim have Demus Elohim, but that is what they have. Okay? So the next discussion is about... I think that's good enough for today. I think we'll stop over here. Mirza Shem, next week we will continue with Gayim and Oilam Habba.